Philly, 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 where I am from. You are now tuned into the Philly Culture Podcast, and this is your host, Tadja Morris, the Culture Connector and the founder of Sisters with the Agenda. And we are tuned in with our co-host, Kaima Akbar, the owner of Urban Queens. And we are here to spotlight the creators, the entrepreneurs, the community leaders who have been putting in work across the city of Philadelphia for years now. We are checking in to talk about how growing up in the city of Philadelphia has birthed our hustle. So if you have not subscribed, make sure you go subscribe to all of our channels so you can stay up to date with all of our episodes. Make sure you go back and check out all the episodes and show some love to the city of Philly. Let's get the regular <laughs> way. Ow. All right, all right. We are here for another episode of the Philly Culture Podcast. And I'm super excited tonight. We're going to do something a little different. So the Philly Culture Podcast is a avenue to give the youth exposure of how the city of Philadelphia has a lot of individuals who have came from the same neighborhood, same blocks, same schools, same upbringings, but are doing something positive and how growing up in Philly, no matter what part of the city you grew up, it birthed the hustle in us. There's a lot of people in the city of Philadelphia who's doing some phenomenal things, who have different backgrounds that might have, you know, been incarcerated, but still was able to find an avenue to you know do something positive in the community we have a lot of people who you know went to different was pushed out of their neighborhoods and went to different neighborhood schools or you know dealt with a lot of different experiences so as most of you know my name is Tanja Morris I am the culture connection the founder of sisters with the agenda and one of the co-hosts here um, I also have been working in the Philadelphia charter schools for the last 10 years Simon Gratz Pickett in Germantown um, Germantown no I did work at Germantown High School as well um, and y'all met Shoemaker um, so we want to get into our guests and why our guest is here but I'm gonna shoot it over to my co-host so she can introduce herself. Hey y'all, I am Kaima Akbar, um, owner and creator over at Urban Queens, a positive, courageous, bold, and unique lifestyle promoter and apparels company. So, tell us about, introduce yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, my name, I'm me. Um, I don't really know how to introduce myself. I'll introduce y'all for him. Because I don't know so, if I can introduce it. I don't know if I can introduce it in a rap, you know, rap you, angle or, you know. Yeah, all of that. Everything. All of that. So, yeah, introduce who you Go are. Down the list. This, this, see, this is skill building right here, you know. See, so, they call me Dean T. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is one of my first group of students from... Uh, I keep saying Germantown. Not my first group of students. <laughs> right. My second group of students from Grants, um, which is a Grant. very pivotal yeah, um, moment in our life. Yeah. Um, so these are some of the young men that stay really, really close to me. Um, so that's how we connected, and that's why he's here today to just talk about the different relationships that we built, um, his growing up in Philly, and how just – how, who's he's transitioning as as a young man and watching right. the Philly Culture Podcast, watching Sisters with the Agenda, um, and other male mentors in the city and how that's helping to shape him as a man, a father, um, and all those great things. Right. So part of what we do is <laughs> helping you, you know, label who you are because you're going to come across people in the city and you never know how that opportunity can present itself so I mean let them know who you are what you working on what you got coming up and you know why would they want to tune in to you it's easy to say my breath in front of other people. Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> say it. We not going to put on our mom's ears. I'm not going to be as hard. Mama T. We're not the mom. We're not the mom right now. Um, the podcasters. Come on. You, you never know who's going to be watching. Yeah. That's that's so we got Amin. Yeah, it's Amin. My name is Amin. Um, I go by Lord Grammy on a rap tip. I just started rapping probably like, like two months ago. Like rapping never really been like a thing for me on the forefront. Um, prior to rapping, like everybody in my life could tell you, like I was heavy on boxing. Like, boxing been like my number one thing. Um, I played football. I played football for a minute. I can't. I can't knock. I can't like downplay football. I played football since I was like seven. I probably skipped a few years through like little incidents in my life and all that caused me to miss a few years. But I always found a way to you know continue playing football. Placement. Uh, came home from placement with the grads. Played football and then I sadly got locked up. 
And then it was like, it was over from there. Even went to jail, played flag football. I always found a way to play football. Um, but boxing really been like my like my main thing. Like, I love boxing. Like, I love everything about the sport. It's a one-man sport. There's no team. So when you lose, like, you lose. Like, it's not, oh, we lost because of the quarterback right. or I lost because of this person. It's just like, all right, if I lose, I lose. But if I win, I win. Right. So I don't got to celebrate my win. Can't nobody tell me I can't <laughs> celebrate my win. So um, with the boxing thing, um, the biggest thing was that was, like, my aggression. Like, I could show my aggression. Um, I could never, like, really, like, control my power. Like, if that makes sense, yeah. like, my strength. Yeah. Like, I never knew my own strength. Right. So it was like, once I got introduced to boxing, it was like, I didn't want to stop. Yeah. It was like, all right, that's all I want to do. Um, I went to placement. And I met Larry Holmes. I don't know if y'all know Larry Holmes. He was like a heavy pot. He was a I heard the name. Larry Holmes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was um he beat Ali. He beat Ali real bad when Ali came out of retirement. Oh, okay. And um, he took the belt. Yeah. All right. And then Tyson beat him <laughs> real <Okay>. bad. <laughs> he fought, Ali he fought, and Tyson. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Because he, he was like the he was like the pivotal like, in the middle. middle. Okay. Yeah. I was like, how he do that? He okay. caught Ali coming out, and then Ali came back in like as he retired. Okay. He yeah. Yeah. I ain't never know that. <laughs> that was like my thing. Like I really love okay. boxing. Like, um, I stopped. I ain't even gonna lie. Like to be honest, I didn't watch. I don't like new boxers. I never liked the two mm. thousands boxers. I didn't okay. like the two thousand tens boxers. The twenty boxers. No, the Mayweather cool. I love Mayweather. Um, I like like Pacquiao. One of my favorite boxers of the new okay. era. Pacquiao like over everybody. He's from Philly, Hopkins. Bernard, Bernard Hopkins. Hopkins. He was he was, he was all right, but like. Not to like shit on Philly, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mention, but not when it comes to Philly. But he a legend. Hey, Don't get me wrong. Philly yeah, he's from okay. Philly. He's a Philly legend when it comes to boxing. But certain things he did in the ring made me not like him. Uh, okay. I, like, so don't give me the lie. <laughs> he did stuff like it's like, bro. I remember he was fighting Roy Jones. It was probably like '05. Um, my sister's boyfriend bought the fight. We had his crib, and I'm watching it. He fighting Roy Jones, but. He tried to clinch Roy Jones, and when Roy Jones pushed off him, he fell and like, like tried to like, cancel the fight. Like my butt bone broke. Like, bro, take the loss. Roy put the hands on you the whole. I think he did that in the eighth round. There's only twelve rounds though. It's like, bro, just take the loss. But but basically, you saying it built character. Yeah, boxing character a and a lot of self control. Right. So before yeah. we get into you know the man that you are today. Um, part of the Philly culture, we like to talk about how Philly, growing up in Philly, shaped you. So talk about some of your experiences, what neighborhood you from, how did that shape you as a young man? What was that like growing up in those different transitions? Because I feel like you had some highs and you had some lows. Um, so talk about your experience. Um, well, starting off, growing up in my, in my neighborhood, uh, Allegheny, Specifically, like, in my part, like, between Board Street and 20th, from Allegheny to Erie, it's like a section. Like, you know, some neighborhoods are just a few blocks, three, four blocks. But my section, like, um, like, Ab and them, like, Air Ab and, like, really, like, everybody else that came, like, way before me when I was a baby, mm-hmm. they structured the neighborhood to be a family. For okay. real, for real. So, when I came up, I didn't have to worry about me coming down... Smelly Street right. and fight people on Seventeenth Street right. or fight people on Sixteenth Street because we all family at this point in time. Yeah. Because of how he made it, how they made it for real, for right. real. Because he basically, you know, got people from like sneaky every block, kind of, or they all gravitated to him. However, it went, I wasn't there to tell you how it went. They probably gravitated to him nine out of ten, but however it went, it made us all one in the hood. Yeah. Certain stuff happened where it's like a little division came, mm-hmm. but everybody wasn't affected by it. Like how some neighborhoods are tearing half. Right. It's like you can't even go to 16th Street probably store because, you know, we about to have a right. little situation. The block over. Yeah, That's so crazy. it's like my neighborhood was never like that. Like, you know, we could go in anybody's house. Like everybody was, you know, cool with everybody. Everybody was family with everybody. Community, right. Yeah, it was, it was a real community. Not like a half joint. It was like a full-on <laughs> community. Like, yeah, you talked about ARF um, and one of our guests and shout out to Young Bob. We're here in the Hood Cast Studios, <laughs> uh, sponsored by Young Bob. But that was part of that movement the culture, right? of the um, headshot movement right. and the rapping. And that was the era that I grew up in where you can go to any neighborhood and feel safe. 
Yeah. So like you said, the, it's crazy that you can pinpoint that, you know, this he, he created this space where it wasn't like you had to worry about what corner you turned on or whatever the case may be. And we were talking about that, like even coming from uptown, it was the same thing. Like we can go to North Philly and go see the reps and it wasn't no beef. It wasn't all that fighting or division. It was mm-hmm. more so like, okay, it's a community and it's a peaceful and they kind of mm-hmm. policed it. Like they yeah. so that's really what it was. Experience. It was like, yeah, they, they was de- like they definitely like policed it because it's like like you said, you could come down here and be like safe. It's like if I go in this neighborhood and they doing a rap battle, everybody from this neighborhood cool. So right. ain't nobody from the neighborhood gonna shoot at each other. Right. So ain't nobody gonna start fighting each other. None of that. If they right. do, it's where nobody gonna see that. It's like a real in the house thing, like right. you do with your right. siblings. Right. Exactly. So that's how, that's how I used to be. Yeah. You see, you heard about it. Something like, what, what happened? Yeah. Like, not no children, no women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, groups of people, none of that. So, no effects. That's, that's, that's sad now. You can't remember that at such a young age, you know, in the city and everything that's going on. Cause, well, in, in my joint, like, these are people, like, what are you, I, we looked up to. Right. Like, like you said, old, um, um, earlier, the old heads. So yeah. Old kids, right? So, like. It's necessary. Yeah, basically, basically mm-hmm. necessary. Like it's really detrimental to your growing up to be like, all right, you it like depending on where you meet a person in life. Like, mm-hmm. there's certain people in my life now that if I met them when I was younger would be considered my old head. Mm-hmm. But since I met them at this age, it's like you my big brother because mm-hmm. it's like right. you can't really be hands on with me as you would if I was a teenager. Right. right. So it's like right. it's a you got to give me enough rope to let me hang myself because I'm grown. <laughs> I'm, I'm a grown right. person. Yeah. I'm a grown individual at this point. So right. Yeah. It's like a different joint. Um, yeah. Like a lot of the, like a lot of the guys I met, re met for real friends. I got older, but when I was younger and I'd be around, it was like, it was just like a thing where I was safe. Like I never felt, I never felt scared of my neighborhood. Good. I'm gonna That's be real. Great. Like some people be talking about, I, will, I you know, I used and to be scared from gunshots. From around where Kevin Hart grew up, too. Like, oh yeah, he from down the street. Yeah, he talked about robberies in the neighborhood and all that. Right. I never, I never been robbed in my life. No, mm. I never been robbed. I knew all the Jamie boys. I knew all the street stuff as a kid. <laughs> so it was like I was cool, right. and I know how to fight. Everybody, like everybody, really like loved me for real. For real. I never had no real problems with somebody. If right. I did, if I did, it's like we fought. And it was like, it's either you're going to be cool with me or you're going to leave me alone or we're going right. to keep fighting. Because right. I'm not going to back down. But it's like, as a thing now, I probably, like, I had one situation where it was like, um, people try to jump me. I'm going to be real. I got out of there. I ain't even going to lie. <laughs> some people would be tough. I fought. No, nah, I got out of there. Nah, <laughs> we were supposed to be yeah, fighting some other people. Why y'all start turning on me? That's smart. <laughs> like, I'm out. But you're I do want yeah. to speak on one person uh, specifically, though. Uh, Chops from 18th Street. Um. I don't, you remember, you remember, y'all remember Major Figures? Oh, okay. Um, yes. Chops from Major Figures. Um, okay, yeah. Him specifically. When I when that happened. We all, we don't like talk about Major Figures enough. Because Major Figures was right there, what? Um, Broy and Allegheny, pretty yeah. much. Uh, Park Ave. Uh, all of them used to be over yeah. here. I remember walking in. And that's where you crossed the border, Mama. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, you know, yeah, that's us. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was probably... No, 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 no. 2001 you, or something, yeah, no, I was still... You, you were the kid. Yeah. You were the kid. Yeah. That was... I remember them riding around the neighborhood, blasting yeah, his that's dog. Yeah, But shout out to Major Figures. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. We cannot forget Major Figures, yeah. especially in North Philly. Major Figures or Ram Squad. But, yeah. wait, what was you going to say about um, Chop? When it happened, when it happened, when my homies, like, my homie tried to... When they tried to jump me on the kitchen, we were on 16th Street. We supposed to be fighting people from Boom. Cause what happened to right, so okay. in the summertime, um, one of my homies girls like got like the girl was trying to talk to her because she she like no I'm cool I got a boyfriend so he keep like you know trying to talk to her so I'm like bro he ain't just here she cool she got a boyfriend but it's my man girl actually like chill right. so he like bucked buck his chest up at me so I'm like alright we gonna fight at the school so at the school we go outside like <clears throat> for real for like I treat him like it was nothing <laughs> like <clears throat> it wasn't like we had a good fight like I treat him they jumped me. Um, her boyfriend wound up being at the let out or not too far away, but he wound up running up and helping me. It was like a five on two at this point. They still couldn't do nothing with us. Mm-hmm. So it was like a bad joint. Um, the next day, I ain't even peep it though. That's how sneaky knew my real friends was. Um, you were, um, I don't know if you remember Lawrence from Rats. Y'all know I was too many of y'all. <laughs> if you see a picture, you probably remember, but him, um, and the other person named, um, they ain't go to Grace with us, but him and his cousins and all that, um, when they heard I got jumped, they came to Kennison the next day. So it was like, now we outside. We They basically jumped them. I didn't get a chance to do nothing. I got taken to the office. 
Then the next day, we about to fight them again. So we go into the regular school year. They pull past the school, our school, and they jump out. They're like, yo, where the boy EJ at? So I'm not there at the time, though. So they do it again. I'm there. I'm like, what's up? My man, like, what's up, though? So him and my man wanted to fight, you know, the case may be. So we supposed to fight him again. It was like a whole little gym, you know how it was back in the day. So we supposed to fight him again. So this time we were on 16th Street. And when we were on 16th Street, and the mix of us getting ready to fight them, me and my homie, um, me and my homie still wanted to go at it. He booked two free sale. Me and him wanted to go at it. And um, we about to rip. So niggas bring it up like, yo, we got to fight these niggas first. Like, y'all got to chill. We got to fight these niggas first. Then we can rip. Like, I tweet like community for real, for real. That's why it's he like boxing them. Just let him box in there, okay? <laughs> the transition. Like. It was like, we knew it was like, we can't fight each other. So it was like, all right. So in the mix of us still going up the block, I wound up arguing with another one of my homies. So at this point, I'm going to take my bag. I'm like, what's up, bro? Like, why all y'all niggas just keep got something to say? Like, why everybody got something to say? Honestly, I'm not even going to Kennington this time. I'm going to CEP. So I came from CEP here to fight. Mm. So it was like, why everybody just turning on me? Like, why everybody switching me? What's going on? So we get up to the job. We get up like in the middle of the block. So when the bus about to spin, one of my homies sneak me. So when he sneak me, I take my, I'm taking my journal, I'm taking my bag off. But they said it was about to be a one. But how I seen it, it wasn't about to be a one, bro. Because me, I'm just arguing with two people prior. And now when he sneak me, <laughs> the same niggas I'm arguing with is walking up. Like I see that. I know how I've jumped and look. I've jumped the people before. So you're not going to tell me how I go. So I see them walking up, so I was like, I'm keeping me and I got out of there. But when I got out of there though, and I went to 18th Street afterwards, I seen chops. I'm like, yo, chops, I need a gun. He like, why you need a gun? I'm like, these mm. niggas jump me. You got me fucked up. He like, what you mean? I'm like, these niggas just jump me in my school. His exact words to me, I never forget it. He like, he um, he got a nigga to give me some weed. He brought me a Dutch. He's like, go get some pussy, smoke your weed, and go chill. <laughs> I swear to you, that was the best advice ever. Because did you, did you take the advice? Yeah. Not the pussy part. I was it was like too young. it was too hard to get some pussy back niggas then it was like you had to go out and meet like you know what I'm saying you had to really go meet and greet and all that at this time I just got jumped my pride like real low I ain't got time for no meet and greet like I need it I need an Instagram back then give me a whole Facebook or something you can't oh, slide in the DMs back then. I could not want DM. You had to have a digit. I, I wish it was a DM. Digits. You had to have a digit. Yeah. And then, like, at that at that point in time, at that point in time, it was like, the most you're going to do with a girl is, like, sit outside for a little okay, minute. Right, right. Unless she hot. In, kids. Yeah, unless right. she hot in the pants. So, it's like, oh, all right, now we can't say But right. I think that's something as to why you're here today is because mentorship has always been in your life. Yeah. And you've been receptive to it. Right. Cause, that's important. Because I hear a lot of placement schools that you've been in. Yeah. Um, you've been in prison as well, but you always been receptive to people giving you that mentorship. Yeah. Why you feel as though that's been a thing for you? Because um, not everybody receptive to it. No matter how much you want to give positive advice, yeah. a lot of young boys will do the Just, opposite. Right. I'm going to yeah. go to the they next want, person. Right. Out of here, old head. I'm gonna go get it from yeah, somebody oil, else. Oil, oil, some tri- oil, tripping. I ain't, I ain't rocking with him. That's really what it be. But my thing was, my dad down. I was forced. So it's like, my pop died. It's like I knew that. That's my. That's the only real oil I'm ever really gonna get. Right. So once you find somebody that really, really like you, mm-hmm. like don't want nothing from you, like right. genuinely like, yeah, this my young boy. They don't okay. want you to start trapping. Right. They don't want you right. to start getting in the mix. None of that. It's like a genuine, like perfect example. Another mm-hmm. prison that gave me a job, uh, murder. Um, he used to be around I, I don't really want to speak on too much of that but he used to be around like a lot of the you know elders in my neighborhood or excuse me be. so one day I'm checking on Born Allegheny and um it was his block at the time but that's not why he checked me though he checked me I'm a young we like oh this kid out here what this kid out here like I'm gonna get on my block but he grown if like love me like this is my right. big brother I can call him any day but it's a joke, like, I'm gonna get off this block but then um we talk about it to this day like oh, he was a kid bro right. like you a kid like I can see you fresh out of Kennington uniform. You're a kid. What are you doing out here? Right. My thing is, I got $25. I went aboard a quarter of weed. <laughs> I came out here to come sell it. I'm trying to get this 50 real quick. <laughs> then go get another half else. Get out of here. Come sell it again. <laughs> like, get out of here, young boy. That was right. Right. And that, 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 um, it worked, but it caused me to go to the other neighborhood. Somewhere else. Yeah, because right. I'm like, all right, I really can't. Move around how I want. Me, yeah, it's like I'm getting watched from watching. like like we English. said, that right. was the real old heads and that real reason. Right, we just was talking about. But that. no, but hold on, these boys are hypocrites though, cause <laughs> he wasn't too older than me when he first started. 
Just to put that but, out but, there. But, but that's Before the reason this why, because they know yeah. that, and they know yeah. like they don't want that for you. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they want for themselves, so. So talk about when you came to Germantown, because I feel like in Germantown, um, one of the things about you, we did a lot of things in Germantown. Uh, Grant, I was gonna say that. I was gonna say Germantown open. No, Germantown was not open. Yeah, they closed. Right. They closed. Germantown was my first, my first school, my first school. They just closed. Grant, Grant, Because okay. um, at Grants we did a lot of different things. You had the Mel Empowerment Group, which you mm-hmm. was a part of. We did the Meeting of the Minds, where was we we would just open up the library and just allow y'all spaces to vent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always was a part of that, even as a young man. Um, a couple years ago, you was on the Cure podcast and talking about like you know just how conversations cure. Like I said, having that mentorship right. for you, what was some of like the pivotal moments at Gratz that kind of like helped trans like that sticks with you as a young man? Because I feel like we went through a lot um, at Gratz. We lost over I want to say maybe twenty five students. Yeah. Um, their graduating class up to graduation class of 2016 we lost about seven students that wasn't mm. on the stage with them um and the first young man Safi Carmen, he rest in peace was family that and that's what kind of built us tight and it was crazy because when Safi passed he passed away in Badlands and they called me it was like DT we got had the memorial at the school and I had to tell the school like the hood don't do that they gonna have the memorial, the visual, whatever, the right there on the block where he I passed away at. And they asked me to open the doors, and it was supposed to be ten kids, and we had half of an auditorium, including his family, end up coming out. Um, that Sunday night, he passed away. Friday, that Sunday night, we opened the building up okay. for the school to just plan. Right. Um. So it was really supposed to be like ten people in there. We was packed. Yeah. Right. And we. I'm used talking to, about like everybody like that. Feet was like not to cut you off, but like when you like when you just th- like when you brought feet name up, it was like mm. like I lost friends before feet, but it's like nothing like it. Feet was like like I don't know how to explain. I don't really like to be honest. Feet was the reason that me and my son mom start talking. Um, she's messing with somewhere though, but <laughs> <laughs> she's messing somewhere though, and um. I kept, I kept looking at the feet like, yo, go ahead, bro. I'm like, no, oh, she messed with some boy. Like, boy, was a weirdo. So when I seen him, I knew he was a weirdo, but he used to wear these tight Gret shirts. Like, his shirt was like, oh, bro had a muscle Gret shirt, yo. He had an Under Armour Gret shirt, like a drop fit. Like, we ain't even had drop fit uniforms back then. We had cotton. This boy had a dry fit uniform shirt. This boy was a noodle. Yeah, he was a noodle. And he played for the football team. He was like, he was top level ass. That's his fault. This is a silly coach. You got to do it. You got to get grinded up if you ain't coming in right. He was like top corny. So um, I'm like, I don't really really know him anyway, though. But I like the girl. I'm going to start talking to her. So when I started talking to her, she started giving me rhythm back, and we started rapping case and B. She was like, they best stop talking in case me B. So, so me and I started messing with each other. But if Feet would have never, like, really played that seat, because I would have, it was other girls there, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, you know. And it was like, all right, I can go, you feel me? You know? So once Feet see it, it's like, right, I'm about to go mess with her, because it was her, it was either her or a uh, Muslim in my class. Mm-hmm. But the Muslim in my class, I was definitely feeling her ghost. I was even saying. These was my sons. I was in my bag of grass. I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I, I'm not like I really miss. I don't miss high school. That's a phase of my life. But I miss me not finishing my high school years. Mm. Like eleventh grade, I got locked up February eleventh grade. So I missed really half eleventh grade, whole twelfth grade. You know, that's the fun part. Like you did all this school and then missed the fun part. I was in jail, man. I'm like, I just did all this. I got all these grades. Did all this, all the. Went to placements, made it home to do my fun years in school and miss it. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. Like I was I was I was I was sick. I was sick. And this one, um, I'ma be real, we was pop. My sister knew wasn't up. But this one, layaway still was out. And my sister put a Gucci watch on layaway. She was like, Yeah, I'm t- I'm gonna let you I'm gonna see you off a problem with this joint. Cause I wanted one. Oh it <coughs> bad. It was the black joint. Who had it? For prom. The short boy had it. Yeah. The short boy, I forgot his name. Uh was it Coleman? He was sure uh-huh. he had a beard. He was light skinned. He had One a black Gucci watch. Uh-huh. I'm like, I want that joint. That joint tough. So I took a picture of I showed my sister. I said, I want this joint for prom. She's like, all right, I'm going to put it on layaway. By the time you want prom, you're going to have it. I want to go to jail. I was sick. Oh. I'm like, yo. 
I was sick. So what would you say to the young boys now, like, knowing your upbringing, knowing the positive people that you had in your life, but the decisions that you made and how it, like you said, took away things that you can't get back? Because you also had a son at that time. Yeah. So what would you say to I the am. young boys now um, if you had to give them some advice? I stay out your feelings. Like, the number one cause of homicides in Philadelphia is feelings. No matter how much people want to go off of beef or anything like that, y'all in y'all feelings. Because if you really want to, like, this like, kind of like off the record, but if you really want to get up with somebody or you got a problem with somebody, you can keep it between you and that person. It don't got to be between you, Instagram, Philly, Reddit, and all these other pages. It could be between me and you. When I see you, you see me, and that's all it got to be. But now it's like, Publicized, so it's like, oh, if I'm beefing with you, mm. I'm putting it on social media because if I don't, won't nobody think it happened. Everybody gonna play me. Mm. You thinking, you feeling this way, mm. so you and, your, you and your feelings instead of just you know handling whatever you gotta handle, however it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Yeah, right. But it's like my biggest advice would be stay out your feelings, and if you broke, stay out your feelings because broke is a mind state because mm. you'll be broke and crash out. So right. broke is a mind state. So you know if you broke, stay out your feelings. You know, I, I not to be an advocate for nothing negative, but. You know, keep get you some motion. You know, once you get your motion, keep your motion, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, whether you start doing stuff on Instagram, YouTube, get a job, you know, dabbling, you know, whatever you got dabbling, just get some motion to keep it, you know, keep it afloat, keep it going, keep it elevating. You know, if it's something positive, keep it going. If it's something negative, you know, just get it going enough to you could do something positive with it. But like, for real, for real, that's the role of it. Um, and really just stay out your feelings. Like nothing is nothing. Nothing really worth death unless it's like somebody threatening you, threatening right. your life. It's like all right, now I got to. Right. But if somebody just somebody hit your girl, somebody saying that you broke, <coughs> somebody played you, oh, I gotta kill him. It's like all right, the tougher man walk away. Right. So it's like mm. you could think I'm soft because I walked away, but it's like am I soft for real? It take a lot. It take a lot to walk away. So am I soft for real? Who really no. soft? Cause you doing this for the show for people, right? I'm doing this because this is how I'm really going to react. Well, like this is how I'm really, this is how I really am. Your feelings, and and you're not feelings. thinking. You know, you being emotional. That's one of the things so we did at Gratz. Good advice. That's I hope nobody advice. from Mass we watching, but that's one of the things we did at Gratz. <laughs> we really used to let them go in the back room and rumble. Like you don't, you don't a need lot to all of these. No, I ain't gonna lie. No, they they really like because it'd be a lot of woofing. Get it off your chest. So like, oh, you right, yeah, you, right, come you, on, come okay. You and you don't you don't need it for the audience. Right, you really got that. It's kind of like that boxing. Right. Like yeah. you said, get it in the box, and if you really want to square up with somebody, you want to square up. No, you don't need right. the audience. You don't need the show. If you gotta get some, because we come and from a culture. Sometimes you gotta get it off your chest. Right. And if y'all was in grass, y'all didn't go in that downstairs basement <laughs> in, the, in the cafeteria. Y'all <laughs> know all y'all ain't play that cafeteria basement. Y'all waited till we got to the third and fourth floor to go to the bathroom. <laughs> all y'all wasn't meant to go in there. Let's be real. So some people that really went in there, so I watched people hold they hold they pissed yeah. in to go upstairs. I watched it like people be. <laughs> They join like shaking like I have a bathroom. Like it'd be really the way of those though. I have a bathroom. Right bathroom. They can't wait to go upstairs because once you go in that bathroom, it's like you got a dean at the door, but they already know what's going on in that joint. Ten out of ten. If you see three, four people go to that bathroom, you know this. I remember one time we had a situation. Mastery, <laughs> uh, don't be watching. <laughs> one time we had a little situation off the um, record. Like he said, definitely off the record. It's all off the record. Um, I ain't gonna say who the deans was, no, but um, these we uh, understood the culture. <laughs> it was like a situation. Um, I forgot the uh, I forgot the niggas' names. They was weirdos, probably, but they had a situation. With, um, two of my brothers, cause they, a lot of people be weird because, like, as I think about it now, it's like, oh, weird. It's like, not saying I'm tough. I'm not the toughest guy in the world. I'm never going to say that. But like, literally, nobody tried me when I was in grass, and I watched people test people. Like, that's why it goes back to you gotta stay out your feelings because yeah. sometimes you you gonna right. lose your integrity, you gonna lose opportunities, you gonna lose all of these things. But then look at the person that you really try and argue with. Right, right. <laughs> so you talked about doing boxing. You now as as a father, as a young man, because you're 25 years old now. How do you manage your emotions? How do you um, play a role model role for the? the young men's coming up under you? I think I'm a big thinker. Um, thinker yeah, when I went up, when I went to jail, they threw, they threw that in my head. They had a whole thinker. class. Um, it's very important. <laughs> it's very important. It's a yeah. class. It's, um, I forgot the name of the class. 
think it would have changed. Mm-hmm. So, um, like now I be thinking like, because for real, for real, a crime happened in five seconds, five mm-hmm. to ten seconds. But that five to ten seconds can change your life for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. So, like, perfect example, earlier, I'm going to get my hair cut. Somebody ride past me. But they behind a tent. I'm walking in the street, got my headphones in. But I look at him, though, just alert. I look at him. But he looked like he actually know who I am. So he, like, slowing his car down. He leaning all up. He, like, rolling his window down. So I grab my gun. But in the mix, I'm grabbing my gun to protect myself. I'm not grabbing my gun to shoot you to hurt you. I'm grabbing my gun to protect myself. But it's critical thinking. It's like, I could have just up my gun and start shooting. Right. But that's out of fear and your feelings. Right. I'm not scared of you. As soon as you front your move, now that's a never play, but it's like, it's all a thinking thing. Like, it's all thinking. I don't like that with boxing as well. It's like, every move you make gotta be calculated. So, mm-hmm. you can go out here and just do anything anyway. It's your life. But, once you sit down and be like, <laughs> damn, who's gonna cost you your life? Right. Like, damn, I could've did this this way, or I could've just, instead of me robbing this man, because realistically, instead of me robbing this man, I could've got an ounce of weed, or an eight ball of this, or that of this, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Finesse till I had the, you know what I'm saying? For real, for real, it's like you could have just went up on your flip every other time you flip. Look critically about it, you, you know. You that's what it really could've is. Could have got some socks and sold those. You could have sold some socks though. You could have sold some CDs. You could sell a lot of stuff. Waters. You can go get a case of waters, eight dollars. Sell it fifty cents. Right. And Anything you want to do. Apply yourself to it. You so, just gotta want to hustle. Yeah, but people just be like, all right, I'm broke. I'm about to go do this because right. you're in your feelings. You're not thinking, so you about to go rob somebody. I've been there before, so that's why I can say it because I've been there before. Like I've been. To the point where like, I might just go do this. Oh, then you just play with me. All right, I'm seeing the night. And it been the thing is like I'm, I'm gonna see you. But now that I think about, now that I think back on all that stuff, it's like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that deep. Right. <laughs> like my first situation wasn't that deep. My first situation because I, I was in my feelings. He played with me. Okay, you played with me. All right, cool. But I'm in my feelings though. I don't have to be in my feelings. I don't have to be in this right, place. Right. But since I'm in my feelings, and you and I feel like you played with me in front of everybody. I'm my feelings even more right. because now everybody's seen it. So I feel, you see that big word? I feel right. like everybody think I'm a bitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like everybody think I'm soft. So now I feel like I got to show them that I'm not. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a thing like, that's just a bad joint. Like, perfect example. Not like go back and grass again. Me and Buddha. Buddha my man now. Um, Buddha my man after that though. But me and Buddha had a situation. I don't care what nobody say. People can say that they wasn't. You know, they grown now so they want to act like they wasn't. Buddha had the whole grass shook. Like, when me and Buddha was about to rumble, like, people talking about, no, nah, don't fight him. He do this, he do that. Ooh, wah, 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 wah. I'm like, so what? Me too. So we go outside. Um, I go outside. He was in one of the teacher's class. They had him, they had him kept back for a little minute. They was, like, doing something with some schoolwork. But I'm trolling, though, because everybody think that he just, you saying this big, bad boy. So I'm like, I'm going to go on the I'm like, yo, you coming outside? What's up? Come outside. So he's like, all right. So he grabbed his stuff. He come right outside. Like, he on my heels. Like, <laughs> we barely made it out the building. We about to rip in the stairwells. We barely made it out the building, but we really trying to rip, yeah, though. Ready. Yeah. We ready. So um, it could have really went left, though, because he could have, you know what I'm saying, had something somewhere else. I'm trying to fight, though. It could have went left. Mm-hmm. But when we get out there, um, shout out to Mr. Bay. Mr. Bay stopped shout the whole situation. Shout out to Mr. Bay. Um, Mr. Royal Bay. <laughs> definitely, I got to try that out to y'all around the corner for me. I'm popping pop on y'all. Um, <laughs> shout out to Mr. Bay. Uh, Mr. Gaines and Mr. Bay, Mr. Gaines and Prifty, the algebra teacher. Mr. Prifty. Prifty was right there too. <laughs> Mr. Prifty got that. me right. Okay. Prifty was right there. They broke it up, and then Mr. Bay had a whole sit down, sit down. Joke. He's like, y'all, y'all, y'all both Muslim. Who what wham? Who what wham? Y'all, what y'all about to fight about? I know my fellas. He sleep. I'm in the hallway, but I'm loud. Ben was skinny and all of them. We walk through the hallway. The John Chantel like, yo, shut up. My cousin just woke up from his nap. Who you talking to? I'm like, F you and your cousin. How about that? And your feelings. And my feelings, because now who you think you talking to? And that's how most of the arguments so start. That's how they start. And it's crazy because it don't even be an argument. Don't even, right. It don't even be about nothing. Because now me and Buddha could have had a forever going on joint because right. you one of the people in grace to get active. I'm one of the people in grace to get active. So this could have went and from a fight to us getting active with each other. And now neighborhoods. Really, neighborhoods. It'll got, right. I'm going to be real with you. Out. I can't even lie to you. It would have been bad for me when I went to jail. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> if me and Buddha would, like, if me and bro ain't become cool, because it was like, we had a joint, like, that was over nothing. It was over because somebody else said something that brought you into something. Right. And now me and you going at it when you ain't even say nothing. Right. And I'm saying something about you when you didn't say nothing. Right. So I was wrong. I had to shut, I was wrong in that joint. I'm like, bro, I was wrong in that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a man. 
And that's what I love. I, I love my grads' kids. I talk about them all the time. But, like, when I say if we sat them down, y'all was always willing to listen. That's good. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't one of them drones, like, all right, we going to listen right now, but we still going to rumble do, Right, right. You know what I'm family, saying? Listen. We definitely um, was a family. It definitely was a village there. Um, so, talk that, oh, my fault. Not because you're But after that, I went to, I went to his house after that for like two weeks after that. I went to his house. We was recording. Like, he had a studio in his, like, in the kitchen. Like, he had a studio on the laptop. But he had, like, a microphone and all that. We recording there. He showed me the dogs. We ran before, like, four or five hours after that. Mm-hmm. Turned friends. We didn't really turn friends. Right. Like, like <laughs> in jail, came home from jail, still rapping with him, seen right. him and all that. Like, it's still my own. Like, I can That's call his phone today, like. It was like something so minor that could, I'm saying, right. cause something to go so left. And I think that's the other thing that Gratz did, losing all of the um, students that we lost, may they all rest in peace, is that y'all, it, it didn't matter if it was nice town, it didn't matter if it was Badlands, like, y'all had a different type of unity and a different type of bond. In school. But like you said, <laughs> even now. In school, because I'm going to be real. Um, but I, and that's good that we created a safe yeah, space for y'all. Because like, now, like now, when I see certain people from school, it's like it'd be a joint. Like, like I said, not like not saying I'm on, on tough stuff or a tough guy, or other, but nobody ever regrets ever played with me. I was never somebody you could play with. I was never a victim, none of that. But when like people see me now, it's the same energy. But it's like <clears throat> now people feel like they tough or they a gangster or they a shooter, whatever case may be. So now when you see me, can't even be a regular. Yo, what's up, right? What's going on with you? Now niggas just automate. I got outside here. I don't care. You that scared. <laughs> but like you said, that that wow. that, that also goes... But you just scared, though. Like, what you scared for? It also goes back to, like you said, the social media, yeah. the neighborhood, the right. culture, that, and you trying to play, play a role. Because like you said, once, once y'all was in the building, <clears throat> I don't care what none of y'all was talking about. Uh, none of that was going there. <laughs> <Right. No laughs> we, 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 we was all sitting in the circle breaking bread together. Um, so that's, Everybody was cool. That's what I appreciate. And like I said, there was a lot of mentorship, a lot of male um, in your life. And it didn't matter what neighborhood y'all came from. Right. It Y'all definitely listened. And I think we was non-judging as y'all see today, we gonna get into <laughs> all, all of the. But yeah, again, you gotta, you gotta, right. you also gotta hear from them yeah, in their perspective, absolutely. because even when you talked about the experience of you know the that, that fighting, I remember my brother, we we from the Germantown, you know Germantown, Roosevelt, Haines Street, Logan, all of that. It, he kept getting jumped, kept getting jumped. Right. I remember he came to me like, yo, sis, I need blah, blah, blah. Mama, I hope you're not watching this, <laughs> right? But I remember that, you know, where yeah. you feel like that's what you got to do because you don't got no other option. Right. But, you, you know, having old heads, having people like, no, I'm not even going to get it to you. Right. Like, like, I'm not right. even going to allow you to make that decision right now right. because right now you in your feelings, even though, you know, and he ain't never get beat up, but it was the fact that he was getting jumped. Right. It was the, the jumping. It was like, the diamond jacket boys. That's my joint. It'd be, like, <laughs> it'd be like, the, it's like, to be honest, um, like, when it came to fighting one-on-one, like, anybody, like, I never really lost no fights. Like, I'm not saying that, like, as one of the people, like, I never lost a fight. But, like, I will go to placement and get jumped. Like, I fought... I probably fought like two people in placement. I did them bad. Like I did them bad. And then one time, we supposed to go inside of the unit. We about to smoke. They tried to jump me. So I'm like, all right, cool. So to make them try to jump me, I caught the boy in the unit. I go in his room. Like his door was open. I go in his room. I just, I did him bad. And then, um, I just catch him one by one. Like, all right, you going under the bridge? I'm gonna catch you. You going to lunch? I'm gonna catch you. That's how I was raised. But it's like, I was, cause I was used to getting jumps. So like, it's not a thing. So like, all right, this is what we going to do. Come home from placement. I'm with the grad. So it was like, it was the end of that. Like, fighting was really over for real, for real. But, like the jumping, like it's just dumb. The jumping thing, like you said, it's just like I need a join because like, y'all not about to keep jumping me, and I'm not about to keep running, and I'm not about to keep fighting four or five people. Mm-hmm. So it's like something got to give today, and it's like so, this is gonna give. My question is wrapping it up because you is a father, like you said to me, you you got like ten young boys you take to the YMCA, you take them to the boxing joint. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna teach them different? Um, because you've been in and out of placement, you've been in and out of jail. Um, you lost, like you said, some pivotal moments in your life that you can't get back. And God bless you with a son for a reason. Yeah. So, how many sons? You wanted to? Yeah, two sons. You got two sons, no girls. That's for a reason. God bless you. Because uh, let you have some girls. You might be out here with that gun doing some things. And we don't want that to happen. Yeah. So, what are you going to teach? What have you been teaching them differently? Because you talked about being a father, um, being a pivotal thing for you. And you know, being a role model to your nephews and them. Um, them young boys, it's like 
<laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. Like I really let, I really let him in was like, like, like something different. Like, like be my own. Like, so it'd be a thing. It's like they do what regular young boys do when they got an old head. Like they tap my pockets, they call my phone. Yo, mean can you cash <laughs> me this? Can you cash me that? Yo, mean where you at? Even the hood. Like right. I ain't, I probably been in my hood in a little minute since the situation I'm saying about you know off camera. But they call my phone like, yo, but we ain't see you in few X Y Z months. Yo, where you been? Where you been? Like. It's a joint like these, like really my young boys. So it's like, I um, and the mix will let me up getting a, uh, the YCA membership for them. They got tired of playing ball at Kennington, you know, the rain and this or that. So right. it's like, y'all want to go play ball? You want to have fun? All right, cool. We're going to go to YMCA. I got a membership. Sometimes they would, sometimes they did. But it was just that joint of them having it, though. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Um, most likely, they had, if I'm in the neighborhood, they come chill around me. If I'm on my block, they going to come sit around me. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, it's not like a. Like, one's one that I do them because they all got their own personalities. So it's like, you may got one. I'm going to be real. You got some of them that want to hop in the streets. You got some of them that want to do something right. You got a few of them that want to, that really want to play sports. Like, Neef, he crazy in sports. Like, like with every sport, I can't lie to you. Like, he can play basketball. He can play football good. And he can box. Like, he can really pick any sport that he want today or tomorrow. And be like, all right, I'm going to go forth out with this and take off with it. Like, I'm for sure that. Yeah, he athletic. He's very athletic. Um... You got something that just want to get a job. It's like, I just want to start my life right. as an adult and just go on. Right. So it's like, I'd be really, my main thing to them is like, you know, don't ever get stuck with one thing. Or don't think that you can't do two, three, four, five things. Don't be like, all right, if I'm trapping, since you want to join the street, the street, if I'm trapping, I can't get a job. Because that's not the truth. It's like, if you're trapping, get a job. That's what it can be. If you can get a job, get a job. And then the job may make you feel like you don't got trap no more. Right. So it's like, if you're still trapping with the job, it's like, okay, save it all. Now put your trap money over here. Put the job money to what you got. Put it stop to your trapping. bills. At some point. At some point, you got to stop trapping, though. But <laughs> put the trap away. And, that's until the you goal can, is to get to the The not goal trapping. is to leave the trap alone. Right. That's the goal. And but I think LLC that's also a, a good lesson because in reality, you know, like you said, you're going to have different type of kids and you're not always going to be able to pull them out of where they're at right, right now. Right, at the moment. Yeah. So being able to teach them to give their self-exposure and allow those opportunities to expose right. them into something different, um, you know, I think that's that's a great lesson. Because right. like I said, sometimes we can think we know what certain people need, but sometimes you, you don't know why they out there doing it right. or you mm-hmm. don't know how to bring them back from it. So right. it is the real conversations that's necessary to happen. And I think you hit like one of the pivotal mm-hmm. things here at the Philly Culture Podcast is about giving exposure. Right. It's like you got to give them that option, like you said, to be able to go to the YMCA, right, right. give them the option to be able to say, okay, expand your mind, try this, try that, so that you can have unlimited opportunities out there for yourself. Because when you limit yourself in a box for so long, then you won't believe Start that there's it, yeah. is nothing else out there for yourself. Um, so I thank you. Um, for coming to join us today because we always need a different perspective but I I appreciate that y'all listening, y'all watching Um, and it's always my young men that's always watching straight out of North Philly shout out to my grads community Um, I appreciate y'all but seeing y'all grow up and seeing you know how y'all minds is pivoting you just talking about you know just critical thinking and emotional you know I'm part of emotional intelligence and personal development, all of that. It it takes time because when I was 25, I was working at a placement and I was still fighting. And I remember me and my cousin, we beat up this old head in the car (laughs) on Shellingham Ave. And I'm like, yo, we in Shellingham. Like, if we get booked, I can't go back to the placement and tell the kids that I'm telling every day, stop fighting. (laughs) Stop fighting. You get what I'm saying? Like, it was a real pivotal moment. I even remember one day um, after Safiq passed, I was sitting in the bar and some lady, like, sitting right next to me just doing the most. And I was in my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I was about to come at her, but then I had to peep. She had a friend to the left of me, friend to the right of me, friend behind me. And I'm about to get strolled on because I'm in my emotion. I'm grieving right now. Right, Y'all right. drawing in my ear. Right. I'm trying. I'm at, where I'm at? The Yellow Monkey or one of them <laughs> places in the hood. And I'm like, yo, Ted, you really about to draw. But that was always because I was a fighter. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's why I could always relate to y'all. Even everything you saying. Like, I could go in a million stories about fights I had. I had to sit outside the principal office. It still was banging oh, girls' oh, heads man. in the glass cases. You know? <laughs> but again, 
it was the people that never gave up on me. It was the fact that, like, I, my shout-out to the Meshit and Camden, they always, you know, look at me now as an adult. And, right. you know, even um, my my gym teacher, he's surprised I'm a dean. But that's what makes me the best dean is because right. I kind of walked in your shoes, the right. the hustle and all of that type stuff. Oh, I've yeah. been there, been in the trap house, been around the guns. I've been, been did that, right. all of that. You getting what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie, man. Dean T was, like, definitely, like, like top three like coolest deans. When it came to the females, like definitely coolest right, dean right. out of the females. I ain't gonna lie, but when it came to the males, like yeah, definitely right, top right. three, like hell, like she go always the rank like what type like the oil, like oh this my oil, like ain't you like sneaking my oil? I remember I was I had court, I had court. I was just telling you in the DM I had court one day. I never I never forget this day. I had court coming up probably like two days, but my phone rung and um I had my man college song as my ringtone. This shit rung forever. How's wind up hearing it? You can't have your phone in because they'll um, send you home. You get suspended mm-hmm. for it. So, DNT came. She's like, just give me a phone. You know, it's half day. You're going to be out somewhere early way. Who I went, who I went. I go in the class, start snapping on my eyes. Boy, you an effing weirdo. You ugly <laughs> shit. Big ass forehead. Who Draw I went, who I went. Shout out to Mr. Hobbs, though. You say I him at two when I came home. Draw that's my OA. Oh I'm saying that's my OA. I ain't going to say it. But this is what happened that day, though. But I blacked on house that day. I blacked on house. I'm like, yo, you was a weirdo. Sure. Why, 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 why? And your feelings. And my feelings. And my feelings. Because I felt like you just did some weird stuff. All right. Two minutes later, Dean T come to join. Come on, we out. We gotta out. go. We gotta go. Whole time it was the last period of the day, though. So she like to sit in here. Last period, your lunch was next. She like to sit in here and then go on. So she saved me from getting suspended and all that. Because it would have been right. a bad joint on course. Like, getting suspended already? Right. Okay. Yeah. I'd have been sick. Very big on that accountability. Very big on that accountability because this is what shapes them. And they learn, you know, that at the end of the day, life is going to give you consequences because, like you said, it saved you from that suspension, but you're behind still ended in court. A couple of my young men. But as I I love to watch them now and how they're pivoting. And like I said, I don't hold no judgment because we've all been there. Um, And it takes time for you to, like, really pull yourself out. But I commend you um, as a father. As a young man, um, and you know, just being willing to come and share. Um, he bore street bullied me for this interview, <laughs> but I said at the end of the day, that's the purpose of why we're doing to make sure that the youth is listening, um, to give them a place for exposure, connection. And you know, I'm trying to connect him as uh, Lord Grimy. <laughs> <laughs> This is you wasn't calling me at this whole interview. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I was nervous to say. I think I said in the beginning of the show. I was nervous to say because, like, DT was like she was like a mommy in like little grimy. You know, I'm gonna I'm hook them up. You know, with some connections because you know you always gotta connect them. And that was one thing about y'all. Y'all always stay connected. Like you said, y'all worked on the food truck. It didn't matter what we asked them to do. Or, like you said earlier, like, you know, being able to just pick up the phone and call. Right. Um, you that was, know. like, the biggest thing. Like, even in grass, like, even when you was in Stewart, you could still pick up the phone and call the dean if you had a relationship with him. Like, I remember um, I had a lot going on. I had a lot going on with, um, like, the court stuff and all that. And my first son was about to be born, but I was about to go to placement. It was in April. The judge wanted to give me a um, 12 or 24 months back in placement. He wanted to send me up to Glen Mills. Because he felt like I wasn't adjusting in grants, right? Like, you like mm-hmm. you just keep you, you keep getting detention, detention, detention. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to explain to him you get detention off the merit system. cards. But he don't understand that, though. He think yeah. I'm getting detention because it's a step down from suspension. I'm like, no. If I get two demerits or two demerit cards full, I'm getting detention. So it's like, <laughs> right. it's not what you think. But I, I get, yeah, it's inevitable for bro. Like, I walk around without a lanyard. Give me a demerit card. Yeah. But he not hearing that, though. So it's like, I'm a single placement. But when he found out I was having a kid and I ain't got a job, he like laid off me for real, for real, and they closed my case in October. But um, Mr. Gaines, Mr. Gaines, he gave me his number. I had Cody one day, and I'm right. Shout out, Mr. Gaines. I had Cody one day, and I rap with him, and um, I'm just telling him like everything's going on. He's just listening though, and it was like sometimes that air is more than you know anything. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't call my girl at the time and tell her this right, because you hear it all the time. Right. And it's like I really don't want to scare you with me going to placement, and it's like now we stop talking because you know it's the inevitable. I mean right. the inevitable. So. At the time, for real, for real, because me and my grandpa was, like, bumping heads because I was 16, I was smelling myself. Only people I got to talk to were, like, the people on the outside. So, for real, for real, Dean Gaines was a big part of that. My homie Leek Buck was, like, a big part of that. Um, my homie Leek Buck, when he came out, a lot of, like, a lot of stuff. He older than me, probably, like, 10 years older than me, 20 years older than me. But, like, growing up, like, I'm 16, 17, he went through some stuff that he, he had to make, like, a, a real big choice. Like, is he with my family or the streets? He chose his family. But... 
when I start going through like certain stuff, like even the situation I'm going through like right now, kind of, he gave me the best advice on it. It's like, you know, I really can't say the advice on camera, but he gave me some great advice we, about the situation. <laughs> so it was a joke, you know, it was just like, you got to keep these people around you because just because right. yeah. you may think a person is like, oh, he washed up. This thing, you almost think he washed up. He's not washed up, but he wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. learn something from him. Like, he wise. Wisdom, yeah. yeah, he know what you doing right now, he done did it already. Like, yeah. he done had his run. So, what you don't know, he can tell you 10 out of 10. Well, we, well, I appreciate you. I know the whole Grat squad. Shout out to Gaines, Parker, Brown, Bay. Um, we had a secret shout society. Out Mr. Parker. I, can't, I can't leave Mr. Parker out. Yeah, shout and, out to um, Mr. Parker. I can't leave, uh, 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 I don't want to say his first name. Hmm. I'm trying to think of his last name. Tell her. Mm-mm, Mr. Andre. Oh, uh, what, what's I don't remember, remember his first name. Mr. James. Shout Mr. James. out to Mr. James. And the Cure James. Podcast. Yeah, the whole uh, Cure Podcast. The whole Cure Podcast, the conversation that cures. Because um, that's all we do is go ahead and conversation. We're going to hold you accountable and push you and give you opportunities and exposures. Um, so, shout out to everybody. Shout out to you for just embracing us, um, allowing me to be in your life. This was from 10th grade, and he's 25 now. So, like I said, the youth is listening, they watching, they paying attention. Sometimes you just got to be patient with them. Like you said, just give them a listening ear. Mentorship is definitely the way. Um, so, just shout out to you for allowing us to be a part of your village. Um, and this is the Philly Culture Podcast. You can check us out on all streaming networks, on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, all of those great things. So check us out for our next episode. And if y'all tapping in from Grants, y'all doing something, let Miss Tajah, man, get y'all interviews, man. Like she said, I, I bullied her for this joint. Y'all, bully, you know. I'm going to get cussed out by a couple big, people. Big bully. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. I had to come into the joint and say, oh, I need an interview because I'm just doing this. Because I just started the rap joint, so I was like, all right, let me get us a little bit of exposure with this. Lord thing, you Grimey. Know Lord Grimey. Check him out on YouTube. Follow him on Instagram. Lord Grimey out on YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok, all that cool stuff. All that. Um, I got some songs on YouTube. I'm going to be dropping some more songs. I probably got like an EP. I do got an EP coming out soon. My EP is going to be dropping. I ran time this interview drop. It's going to be dropping in March. Drop my EP around my birthday, like March 26th. So, okay. by the time y'all see this interview, the EP is going to be coming out soon after that. Okay. Um, every month this year, I'm coming to the city. So, if y'all follow me on Instagram, and you know, whatever case may be, you network, you do something on Instagram, whatever case may be. I ain't going to lie. I don't got that many followers. I know a lot of people, though. But I was <laughs> never like really an Instagram boy. That's why that worked against me. I don't like people on social media. It's like, why are you watching me? I'll block you in a heartbeat. I swear well, to once, God. Once you get into business, you, you'll yeah, make sure. Yeah, I had to start, right, right. start letting that go now. Why are you You know what it's no, for. Really, I'll be like, because. No, because once I put my song, I had a bunch of people in my views. See, uh, I, 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 I,